Welcome to We Are Hospitality, a podcast from the Rhode Island Hospitality Association with your host, me, Bill Bartholomew. All right, so we are here today on another edition of We Are Hospitality with Sam Glynn of Chomp. And Sam, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. So you're the owner of Chomp Kitchen and Drinks. Tell me about your restaurant concept. Yeah, so it's a burger and uh, sandwich craft beer uh, restaurant. We've been around for our first location in Warren. Uh, we opened up in 2013, so we're coming up on eight years. And then uh, we just recently opened up our province location in June of 2020, uh, which was certainly interesting. Um, but you know, it's it's become a you know a comfort food destination for folks. Everything's from scratch. Um, we get a lot of uh, inspiration from you know our chefs. Everything's you know made uh, here, and it's it's a lot of fun. That must have been interesting opening up the Providence location, your second location, just before the pandemic hit. Can you kind of talk about that? What the challenges were, what that was like? Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, much like everybody else, um, we were kind of a little blindsided by it in March. We were actually supposed to open up March twenty fourth. Uh, that was the day that we had circled on our calendar for. Uh, you know, when you open a restaurant, everybody obviously has like the first target date, and then you blow past that, and then there's another one you set up and you inevitably blow past that one too. And so when we were about three weeks to a month away from, you know, tidying up construction and, and getting our licenses and permits, um, we had, we had looked out and seen the 24th as a, as a viable date. Um, as that date started getting closer, the, the information started coming out more about what was going on at that time on the West coast. Um, and then, yeah, a week before that, we, uh, we had a call with Dale and everybody at the hospitality association and said, we're, we're hunkering down for two weeks. So we, um, we still had our Warren location operational. So we shifted, we actually started training everybody. We had, uh, about five or six cooks in our Warren location training to open up for Providence. Cause it was going to be like a very, you know, kind of quick one day we're closed the next day we're, we're open. Um, so that made for an interesting couple of weeks in Warren because we had a ton of people there and then we had delay all those new people, plus all the people that worked for our Warren location off. Um, so that was a, a tough conversation to have for obvious reasons, but, um, you know, we, we have a great team of, of managers and leaders here. Um, so we kind of took the information, digested it and we're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start car hop in Warren. We're going to table Providence for now. We're still waiting on like one building permit. And so that's hard enough to get regardless of things happening. Um, yeah. so in a pandemic, uh, it was, you know, next to impossible, but, um, so we focused on Warren for a few months, um, kind of seeing where things were going. And then, um, around end of May, we were like, you know what, like we got this thing kind of figured out in Warren with tech, you know, uh, online ordering curbside pickup, uh, you know, all the things that we were doing, marketing, uh, doing specials, just really keeping the information out there, staying transparent with people. Um, but you know, what? let's, let's, uh, let's get this restaurant in Providence open. We had continued to like kind of chip away at, at things, uh, throughout, you know, from March to June. Um, but once we had all our ducks in a row, we, we set a date from uh, June 10th and opened up for takeout only. And it, it, you know, the community showed up and it was, it was fantastic. And since that we've, uh, you know, been, uh, it's been going great in, in both locations. We, we uh, continue to be impressed and, and humbled by the support. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. And the innovation is what made this whole thing work for anybody over the past year. How have you adjusted your standard operating procedures over the past year? Uh, that's a that's a loaded question. Um, so in Warren, <laughs> we uh, 
you know, we went from having 38 seats inside to having four now. Um, we have a beer garden out front uh, that seats. Um, we can get up to like 25 people out there, which is good. Um, but it's outside. Uh, it is heated. You know, there is protection, but it's not inside. So sometimes people are, you know, on a, on a night like last night or, or some of these bitter nights, um, it's a little bit of a harder sell. But coming into the warmer weather now, we're hoping that that, that changes. Uh, we built a 80 seat beer garden in Warren over the summer to adapt to the, you know, the push for outdoor seating, um, which has been great. But online ordering is king. Uh, takeout is still king. Delivery is something that we added at the beginning of this year uh, to test the waters on that. It's been going great. So, you know, we have a, we actually had a manager meeting yesterday to update our standard operating procedures because if you looked at it from last year, you give it to a new employee and nothing is what it was. Um, sanitation standards haven't really changed because we've always been, uh, you know, vigilant with that, um, as I think every other restaurant in, in America has. Um, but there's things that we do differently in terms of, you know, the plateware that we use, the, the glassware that we use, um, how often we check in with tables uh, is a little bit less than we used to just because we're, we're cognizant of people's, you know, somewhat, you know, there might be uh, some trepidation with people coming to a table more frequently than they should. Um, it's gotten a lot better over the past year. You know, when we first started doing table service in June of last year, uh, we were still pretty distant. You know, we would, um, you know, stay pretty far, literally stay pretty far away from a table and talk to somebody. Um, but as people have learned more, as the vaccinations get more out there, people are becoming more confident and, and comfortable uh, going out again, which I think is fantastic. And our staff is too. You know, we're, we're learning more about it. Um, and it's, we're doing everything, everything we can to, to stay safe and stay ahead of it. Will any of these changes become permanent as we move out of this and restrictions are lifted? There's a lot. Yeah. I mean, online ordering and delivery is here to stay for sure. Um, yeah. We've streamlined uh, just, you know, things as simple, Bill, as how we, you know, take an order over the phone. Uh, you know, we, we do payment over the phone to limit the the time that we have to, you know, that person in the parking lot fumbles with the credit card. We bring the credit card back in. You bring it back out with a signed sheet. You know, the wind blows, blows the receipt down the street. And it's like, we've done all that stuff. We, you know, so we avoid these time crunches that, you know, frankly, we don't have the time to to do those things. So taking payment over the phone, although it's more expensive because we're keying in a card, um, that time for us is more valuable so that we can get more food to people faster. Um, alcohol to go is is about to become law, which is fantastic. Um, Rhode Island has pretty antiquated liquor laws. Um, so this was one that, you know, through the advocacy of the Hospitality Association and a lot of vocal people, uh, myself included, saying that we need this to survive back in, in the uh, spring of last year. Um, and then I think people really, you know, being responsible with it too. I think that was always the the apprehension with the, the state. It's like, hey, we don't want to open up this can of worms, but they've seen that restaurants do this every day. We do it responsibly. It's no different whether you're sitting at a bar or taking it to go. We're going to do it. We're going to treat it safely and properly. Um, and then you're allowing these people to have a great experience at home too. You know, the first time we got our bartenders back into the restaurant after a couple months, uh, I had a, uh, a Sazerac, which is kind of my drink of choice when I, when I treat myself and I hadn't had a cocktail made by a professional bartender in four or five months. And it was just that something as simple as that was like, Oh my God, like we're kind of getting back to, to normal. So for people being able to make that at home or getting that at home, I think was something that was a really nice offering at the beginning of this and, and throughout. And it still continues to be, uh, not as big as a percentage of it used to be, 
of what it used to be in the spring, but it's still, it helps, you know, increase our revenue and, and everybody knows, you know, beverage profitability is, is higher than, than food. So it helps us, you know, continue to, to stay, uh, you know, in the black. What advice would you give to the next generations of restaurant entrepreneurs and just sort of generally moving forward, anybody who's interested in getting into the business or is already starting to get established? Yeah. I mean, it starts, you know, for us, it starts with our team you know, it starts with our culture. Um, if you don't have a good leadership team and you don't have a good culture that when people come in, buy into, it's really tough to manage that. Um, so we constantly uh, are are teaching and, and learning and trying to get our leadership team better uh, so that it makes it makes my life easier. Um, but that trickles down to everybody that works with us. And then that that's extended to guests. And if you have that culture that is really positive and in, you know, is a good educational experience and values like things, um, you know, that, that we all value, it makes it for a really great cohesive team. And then everybody wants to succeed because they want to see each other succeed. Um, that's one huge thing, technology and marketing. If you don't have it, it's next to impossible to, uh, to survive right now. Uh, we, prior to March of last year, we had online ordering for about eight months. Uh, we saw that as a kind of a, the next frontier, um, the pandemic, I think, expedited that exponentially. Um, you know, we're, we're probably five or six years ahead of where we would have been if there wasn't a pandemic with all this technology that's come out for restaurants and people adapting to that technology very quickly. Um, you know, you have those first adopters that would do it. Um, but now not, it's almost 90% of our, our orders come through online ordering. So you have to have a platform. You have to have a presence out there on all of your social media channels. Um, and you you know, the other thing that we do a lot that I think we do well is the transparency of what we've dealt with in the past year. You know, we, we've had to shut down both restaurants a couple of times um, and just being frank with people and being like, hey, you know, we're this is a kind of it's an ever evolving situation and we're closing tonight and we hope to open up in the next couple of days when it's safe. But we don't know. We hope that you hang out with us uh, when when we do come back and you trust that we've done the right things to, to open back up to make the guests safe and make the, the team safe, too. Um, and I think that's resonated with people too. We have a, a big online or a big, uh, well, we have big social media presence, but we also have a big email marketing list that we utilize and, um, just that communication to them, you know, each week, every Friday we do it, we're doing it again today. Um, just to let people know what's going on, our specials, any new, uh, you know, seating options or, you know, different way for making a reservation or different way for getting in touch with us for picking up your food or, or whatever it is. Um, that constant information um, is, is I think, key to, to how we've been able to stay where we are right now. Sam, thanks so much and best of luck to you as you move forward. Obviously, I feel like we're heading to a better spring and summer season than a year ago. Absolutely. You Me too. Know. Thanks for the time. Yes, yeah, Sam. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of We Are Hospitality from the Rhode Island Hospitality Association. For more information, visit rihospitality.org or search RI Hospitality on your preferred social media platform.